We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Out on Northwest 14th Street, out near the airport and by the Highlands Golf Course, General Dynamics, big uh, big employer here in Lincoln has pulled a building permit for some construction out in that part of the city, doing a little bit of expansion. Yep, I think it might be a storage facility for them, Robin, but I'm not 100% sure. By the way, this segment is possible for by uh, the Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board and Lower Platte South Natural Resource District. Speaking of the airport, there are even more cities to fly direct to from our Lincoln Airport now, including Vegas. Um, Ted and I calculated we could fly out for somewhere, I mean, depending on your luggage, between 300 and 400 bucks for both of us. And for the listeners, uh, Ted happens to be Robin's that's mis- husband. That's Mr. Ashleman, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, commercial and residential bathroom remodels, what do they cost? What do we need to know if if we've ever want to do one or have done one? Lots of things to talk about with John Henry's. It's hail and tornado season. Have you ever thought about buying a generator for your home or for your business? We're going to talk about that for first-time buyers. Um, But we want to welcome into the show today Rachel Barth from the airport. Um, Big announcement. Hello. (laughs) How are you guys? I mean, every time she comes in these days, it's a big... I know. I feel like I'm like on a winning streak here. here. We are on a roll at the airport. I told you guys, I think end of last year, I told you 2023 is going to be like the year for the airport. The the home run year. I don't think we've disappointed. So The little airport that could. That's my new nickname for you. I love it. I love it. Um, One of the vendors, or the cargo company that we announced earlier this year, called us the gem of the Midwest. And I was like, Wow. Yes, like the crown jewel. Ooh. And I was like, I am going to like own that. So we're the crown jewel of the Midwest. Oh, good. That's good. Well, okay. You, we've got all these we've, we've got all these new flights. And I was yeah. talking with you before the show about this. And you were telling me that there's a difference between nonstop flight and a direct flight. So, yes. so yeah, yeah. Explain the explain cities that. and what this, <laughs> me- what this means to the, you know, to getting to those cities. Sure, sure. So as you guys know, um, at the end of March, we announced Redway, which is our new airline partner coming into Lincoln. Super excited about that new cities. Um, so actually, before I got hired at the airport, I just thought everything was direct. Um, but I quickly learned from people in the industry, nonstop is the correct term. And so the difference is, is if you fly direct, technically that flight means there's there's still a stop. So like, let's say you're flying direct to Cancun, that most likely means you're actually probably stopping in another city. You might be picking additional people up, but you're still staying on that same aircraft. So direct means that's just what's at the very end of the line. Correct. I, yes. I thought it meant just the opposite. Nope. Nope. And it is a little confusing. So nonstop is the actual correct term. So we just announced seven nonstop flights to new cities, which means you're literally getting on that plane and you're going right there and you're getting off and that's and that's it. No, not, no layovers. No layovers. Yep. List the cities. Okay. Well, yeah. Just just to clarify, if it's it can be direct, it just means you're not deplaning. Yes. 
Yep. Pretty much it in yep. a nutshell. Yep. You might yep. be picking some people up, but yep. you're not getting off and, and getting a new one. All yep. right. Correct. I'm sorry. I want to make sure. Yeah, it is a little that. confusing. I mean, either way, we're getting you there. But nonstop <laughs> is the correct term for the for the new airline that we're that we just announced. Okay. Houston. What's well, going on? well, no, we had Houston before. Mm-hmm. What, what what did we get last week? Oh, gosh. Yes. So, yeah, Houston was announced last year with right. United doing really well. Um, so we knew that Texas market was going to be key for us. Um, so last week, at yeah, end of March, we announced, um, oh, gosh. Okay, here we go. Two more markets in Texas, Austin and Dallas. Um, we added Vegas, Orlando, Minneapolis and Atlanta, and Nashville. Right. So huge, huge markets for us. Um, Vegas, we're really excited about. Um, it was before my time, but we used to have Vegas service. Um, I think Allegiant flew that 10-ish years ago. Um, so excited to get that back. So far, it's our number one seller. Shocker. Mm. Um, Orlando is super strong for us right now. So the goal is to keep Orlando and Vegas and do those all year round, not just seasonal. The rest of these flights are going to be most likely seasonal. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Um, excited really for Minneapolis and Atlanta too. So if you were one of our Delta faithfuls, which we know are a lot out there, those were two huge markets that we lost during the pandemic. Um, so excited to get them back. We might see a shift in schedule like later this year with a couple of those routes as well. Um, and then Nashville has been, I think it's like our number three top seller right now. So really excited for Nashville. Um, people are really taking hold of that flight and excited because I believe Omaha does not have a nonstop to Nashville. So mm-hmm. we are the only airport that has has that right now. So we're actually seeing people from Omaha booking flights out of the Lincoln Airport to go to Nashville, which is pretty exciting because that doesn't happen very often where we get Omaha folks uh, willing to drive here to fly out right. of our airport. How are we doing for time? Do we have time for one more? Oh, yes, we, we do. Okay. Um, you've been doing a lot of social outreach to draw people to the airport in recent mm-hmm. months and get them familiar with the property and the services, community events. Uh, what do you have going on in the upcoming weeks? Yeah, so um, we just won the Community um, Impact Involvement Resource Award from LIBA. So super excited for that. So we just got recognized. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, huge, huge, um, you know, shout out to our team and all the work that we've been doing to try to just get people to remember that we're here and work with the community um, on being a resource. And so thank you to LIBA for um, awarding us that award um so yeah upcoming oh man it's so busy so we got these flights happening in june end of may we'll be opening the terminal um the new side of that terminal so the six new gates and the new restaurant so we'll have um an open house so we'll definitely let the in may in may yep end of may kind of around that memorial weekend we're planning to get everything switched over so tsa and once tsa switches over I mean, that's like it's that's it. So we got to get everything moved. So it's going to be a really crazy next couple um, weeks and even months. So, yeah, June is going to be really busy for us with those new flights starting. Um, And then hopefully a couple more announcements after that um, with continuing with Redway. And then uh, we can't forget in August we have our big air show. So Hmm. it is going to be incredibly busy um we're hiring so if anybody's out there looking for jobs um we are hiring like i think 12 different positions right now so tell people to head over to the lincoln airport website to jump on our careers page because we're hiring like crazy well i can see why <laughs> yeah we need help it's busy good stuff rachel Barth, Real good. lincoln airport authority check them out on the web check out those new flights these are great prices coming up next um we're gonna have kaylin in from john henry's plumbing if you are thinking about adding a private bathroom to your office space or something to your house he's gonna give us estimates prices and tips and advice we'll be right back 
It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to the show this rainy weekend. Snow and cold weather have their uses. They stop the lawn growing for a little bit longer until that grim battle for control between us and the shrubs resumes for another year. So, yes, you are all going to be out mowing next week. <laughs> this segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance. University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. At some point in your life, you will be faced with the need to put a bathroom (laughs) into your house or into your office space. Maybe you don't want employees walking down the hall, congregating forever in a common area hallway miles down. You want to keep them in the office. Miles away, yes. Yeah, Yeah. oh, I got to go on break again, you know. So we decided to bring in one of our sponsors of the show. Um, Kaylin's here from John Henry's Plumbing to talk about, you know, if you haven't ever done this before, it's, you know, it's it's a big deal. So welcome to the show, Kaylin. Thank you. Well, let's start with commercial bathrooms. So suppose someone does want to have a toilet or two in their own office, or maybe maybe they have rented a warehouse building and it did not come with a bathroom. Um just to give us a wild ballpark, we're not going to hold you to this, but a wild ballpark of price, um, one bathroom, one sink, what are we talking about here for cost? Sure. Uh, they're typically going to start around $10,000 and kind of go up from there. Some factors in there is location of sewer and water where sure. you're wanting to yes. put the restrooms. Mm-hmm. So, Like do you have to run some pipe underneath some concrete or over this, <laughs> or, over, over some concrete? In any case, mm-hmm. yeah. We got to get be able to get plumbing to the location of where the restroom needs to go. So when you're planning your dream, you might want to look for where a sink or something already is. It and... is best if you can put it close to where the plumbing already is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't always work out that way. Exactly. <laughs> At what point does the city tell a business a unisex bathroom is not enough? You got to have two of them. Sure. It comes down to occupancy and what the business is being used for. So uh, certain, uh, including the employees and how many people are going to be in the building would determine whether it needs to have two restrooms or a unisex restroom. Like, is there a particular number where you you guys kind of know? Ten, you know, in a certain business, 10 would be a number, uh, 25 or less, uh, 50 or less. So and and so, on, depending on how many of those, that and what the add one more is, stall for sure. each increment. Yeah. So and in, and then even then, there's restrictions on that. What they require for each restroom, uh, for the men's and the women's. How about uh, residential bathrooms? I mean, they can be pretty basic, and then they can be pretty extravagant. Uh, can you describe, you know, some fun deluxe features that you have with some of these? Sure. Some of the things that people are having us put in nowadays uh, with technology and its expansion, uh, such as touch screens. Touch screens? Touch screens. uh, That Moen does make a shower valve that's a touch screen. A screen? So Inside the shower or outside the shower? Inside the shower. So just like all the smartphone-enabled stuff that they have nowadays and the integration with that, technology's catching up in the plumbing world, too. And people are becoming more and more big on automation and being able to set it and forget it type of settings with temperature and all that. 
So they preset so, the temperature mostly with this? Yeah, or you can the turn length? the shower on yeah, ahead of time before you get in it. You know, um, some homes are large. If they don't have a hot water research line, it might take longer. So, or some people are just tech savvy and they just like the technology. They just like the technology. Sure. I, oh, I, how fun. I, I, I can imagine that's the case. What's the cost of a basic home bathroom? You know, where maybe it's just a basement for your kid. You, you know, you don't necessarily want to spend a ton of money, but they need a little place. Yeah, you're looking at, you know, doing it from a, putting a bathroom in that's not there, um, starting at $10,000 and kind of It's about the same there. as commercial. It is. Um, when you look at the bare bones of it, getting the plumbing there and your standard fixtures, um, it, the price will start to jump fairly rapidly as the finishes, higher-end finishes and extra stuff like that and shower sizes. and Sure. Uh, hey, remodeling can always be full of lots of surprises. Do you have any good stories about any bathroom remodels? Or, you know, any remodel that you've been dealing with? We, we want to laugh. They all they all have their surprises. There's not a job that goes by that doesn't Every have something. Every job has a surprise. Uh, yeah, one that comes to mind is tearing out, you know, we do a lot of the demo on those yeah. too, and you never know what you're going to find behind the walls. Uh, but I did find... The a child's lost hamster, still in the wall, living in. It wasn't living. It it was long gone, but it was there, and they never knew what happened to it. Well, oh, I, I found it for them. Rest <laughs> yeah. in so, peace. Thanks to the plumber, the right. <laughs> they can have a proper burial. <laughs> yeah, we find lots of old uh, cans, stuff that was going on with the construction. Dur you know, during the original construction. Debris. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of things that you can foresee ahead of time, just from years of experience. You know, as far as piping and and how things m might be. Uh, a lot of the older homes, we find a lot of those razor blades. You know that you you would manually use. Yeah. Back in the day, we find it's almost a guarantee if you're tearing a bathroom out that's at a certain age that you're going to find those razor blades. Because they get behind, they fall inside the like medicine cabinet from guys shaving. Wall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The ones that you would put in, and then you'd have to screw the the thing down. I know what you're talking about. Oh, I about. remember my dad had. It. <laughs> yeah. There's great appreciation in the older homes with the craftsmanship and how everything was done by hand. Huh. You know, so you have a great appreciation when you're tearing that stuff out, and the and what it takes to tear it out because it was yeah. built so well. Right. Yeah. So and the, and those products are interesting. You know, surprising how they have stood up. The, with test the test of, of time. time. Yeah. yeah, it's it costs a fortune nowadays to build houses like they used to build them. Yeah, and we have the tools and the technology to do them faster. So it's amazing. How do people get a hold of you if they want to have you give them an estimate on a bathroom? Yeah, they want to call our main number, four zero two four three five fifty five fifty five, or they can also go on the John Henry's website and request an estimate from there too. And we give free estimates. So sounds great. We're happy to help. Good stuff. Thanks for coming Thank in, you. Kaylin. Yeah, you bet. Um, Kaylin's with our sponsor, John Henry's Plumbing. Um, great segment. Send this podcast to someone you know that is talk thinking about a bathroom remodel. This might help them out. Um, coming up next, um, we'll be hearing a little bit about inflation from Roger Frank. Is it still going up? Is it going down? Is it settled down any? We'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome to segment three. Joining us today is Mr. Roger and also a Drinking Lincoln update. 
This segment is possible today because of Lincoln Airport Authority, Charter Title, and Nebraska Prep Equipment. For those people affected by the interest rates that we have been seeing lately that are supposed to keep inflation in check, a lot of us have been wondering, is it doing any good? Our interest, is inflation still going up? Is it the same? Is it going down? With us in the studio, Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Dave and Robin. Well, good. Um, I I want to know about this because I'm really tired of them since I'm in real estate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to see these interest rates go down. I don't know if that's going to happen. But can you give us a, a breakdown on the inflation story here? Absolutely. We had some really good positive news in, on the inflation front this week. Uh, inflation rose about 0.1%, so just slightly in March, and 5% from a year ago. So those are really good numbers compared to the last couple of years. It now appears maybe the Federal Reserve's rate hikes are maybe taking hold. Uh, so maybe those numbers will continue to come down. How about just kind of giving us a breakdown uh, of where this, we're seeing Yeah, what's going on, like the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, that's a big deal. Yeah, that came out on Wednesday. So excluding food and energy, the CPI increased by 0.4% and 5.6 on an annual basis. Really, the data showed that while inflation is still higher, the Federal, uh, the Fed Reserve, Federal Reserve, I uh, should say, feels more comfortable, and it's at least showing signs of coming down. So I think that's some positive news. If you look a little deeper into the the information, energy costs were down about three and a half percent. Food was flat, so that's good, and then shelter costs, unfortunately, was a little higher at 06 percent. What are the chances that the Fed will keep raising interest rates? Yeah, I think uh, chances are still pretty high, elevated, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're going to meet again next month in May. So I, I, I think we'll probably have another rate increase. There's uh, at least right now the pundits are saying at least 50% or slightly more than 50% chance there'll be an increase. I should also mention that as the economy slows, we think consumer prices will come down further, and that'll help inflation the markets may like this news, and at least most of this week, we had a pretty good week in uh, the market returns, so it was, it was positive. Well, we, we hear about the banking crisis that uh, was going on. What are, you, what are you hearing about that at this time? Yeah, the Federal Reserve minutes also came out this week. Uh, the minutes showed they are concerned about the recent banking, banking, and, uh, banking crisis, of course, uh, and they're a little concerned that there might be a recession later this year. Uh, they're saying maybe a mild recession. Other people are saying more of a bigger recession. Prior to those events, though, the Federal Reserve was projecting just a mild recession. So we'll have to see how those banking issues uh, come about. Always uh, time will tell. Uh, we may get a clearer picture as more data comes out. But I'll tell you, on Friday, J.P. Morgan had some really good positive news on their earnings. Boy, they sure did. Um, so you wonder if uh, if it's going to be a long-lived banking issue. Uh, what about the rest of the markets this week? Can you give us a little update? Yeah, as of April 13th, uh, the markets have been up for the year. The Dow Jones is up about 2.66%. The NASDAQ composite is up uh, over 16%, which is the bright spot. And then the Standard & Poor's 500 is up just slightly less than 8% for the year. Fixed income has fallen back a bit, but I think those are still good options if you're exploring uh, safety or for those safer investments. Uh, 
don't forget to pay your taxes by April 18th or file an extension. Uh, that deadline's coming up real quick. And nice rainy weekend so you can stay home and get those taxes done by the deadline, right? That's right. Oh. <laughs> that, that's a positive spin. <laughs> yeah, let's make the best of this rain and get it done. Um, Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Bertha Fisher and Company Financial Services Inc. BFCFS member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning Inc. are independent entities. I am a client of Roger, and I'm not being com compensated. Thanks a lot for coming in, Roger. You're welcome. In our Drinking Beyond the Pandemic update, the Drinking Lincoln update, I call it now. Um, and Dave, I have noticed a little, a, a little bit, f or a fewer of these liquor permits coming through lately. It does seem like it's slowed down a touch. Yeah, well, I've had a, you know a couple of weeks. I've not had any to report, and we used to be two and three a week. Um, Hawks Nest Sports Bar has petitioned for a liquor license at twelve forty-five Libra Drive near Southwest High School. That is correct, yeah. and that is uh, the former, <clears throat> excuse me, Fox uh, Bar and Grill, and it was Juicy Lou's uh, then for a while. For a little too. while, yeah, yeah. yep. And Coming up next, Tom Wraith will be in from Lincoln Electric System. Have you ever considered during tornado season um, purchasing a generator for either your home or for your business? He's got some information about that. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to this special edition of Grow Lincoln. It's special because it is not shortened by a Husker baseball game, and it's normal length. And this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, Baylor, Evnen Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm. We are getting into hail season. We are getting into tornado season. Um, some of you may have thought about getting a generator for your home or for your business. So we decided to have um, Tom, is it Rath or Rathy? Rathy. Yeah, I'm Rathy. sorry about that, Tom. I should have asked you before we got started. He's from Lincoln Electric, and he's in to talk about this. Um, you want to do this safely and um, smartly. So... Well, what would you recommend to people to take into consideration as they start considering something like this? Well, there's a lot to consider, and it's just it really comes down to what needs to be backed up, or does anything really need to be backed up? How much inconvenience, or how much is really a critical piece of equipment you may have in your home or business? Um, you know, in a in a home, you know, it might be your refrigerator, it might be your freezer. Um, you don't want to lose that quarter of beef you just bought or you don't want to milk to spoil. You know, a short-term outage, keep the doors closed, you'll be fine. But we worry about the natural disasters we're starting to see around the country. And people probably have more attention to this now than they used to. You know, do I need something for a several-day outage that could occur? That may only occur once every few decades around here because most of our outages are fairly short-term. But it does have people thinking about that. And if you're a business, and especially if you are a tenant in an office building, you may be a bit unclear what the landlord has for you and maybe what you as a tenant should have yourself. 
That's a good point. Yeah, talking to your landlord and knowing, you know, what is backed up in your building if you're in a lease situation or if you're in a business atmosphere, um, that would be a good conversation to have with that landlord. And if you do feel you need something, is this something I need to take on myself or is this something you as a landlord would, would provide for me or, or we can partner with that? Mm-hmm. And how do we how do we go about doing that and doing it safely? So. So we have two different types of load issues, is my understanding, that we have to deal with. And can you explain this to our our listeners? Well, maybe that goes back to more of the residential, back right. to in your home. You know, what do you have to worry about? Again, is it just the milk in the refrigerator and the meat in the freezer? Or maybe you have somebody there with health issues that's on an oxygen unit um, that needs to be powered. I mean, really, the, that probably should have a battery backup system, with mo- which most... Uh, medical supply companies can provide, but if not, do I need a generator for something like that? How long will those batteries last? Well, if they'll last two or three hours, that's probably going to handle through most outages Lincoln Electric would normally experience. But if a tornado comes through or a major ice storm or we're down for two or three days, those batteries are going to be depleted. Would I need a generator to have in place for something like that then? On the business side, you look at things like... um, Um, Do I want to protect my temperature-sensitive raw materials, or do I want to protect my finished product? It's probably unrealistic to say, oh, I want a generator so we can keep producing right through the outage. That takes a lot of generator power, takes a lot of investment, so most companies probably wouldn't choose that. But they're going to protect their raw materials and their final product. If someone thought that they could buy a generator from you, they would probably feel like you would know the safest kind to buy and the safest way to install it. But I bet bet Lincoln Electric does not sell generators (laughs) to people in businesses. And you're probably looking at the thing that they go out and purchase and hoping they do this right and they do it safely. Is that something that they need to talk to you about before they make the final purchase? Or how does this all work to, to install it safely? It probably should be talking to somebody, and we do have some guidelines on our website that will talk about that, um, give you give you some hints and some starting points and some guidelines to use. But, uh, you know, there's a, a little bit of math involved, and they probably should be talking to a subject matter expert somewhere. And you can pick up generators in quite a few, you know, you can go to you stores. Go to the, yeah. A store that sells a lot of things may have generators on their shelf. Will they have a subject matter expert in the aisle to help you? Maybe not. Correct. So you pro- you go to a, a vendor of generators, obviously they're going to have somebody who can really guide you. And as you get into the bigger generators, especially in the business community, yeah. you're probably not buying a little portable like you would use on a construction site or on a camping trip, you would use something um, more permanently installed and bigger. You would use a generator vendor, an electrician, possibly even an electrical engineer to guide you through that process and help you size that thing properly, safely, make sure all the components, not only the generator, but the interconnection to the loads is all sized safely so you don't risk fire, injury, you know, even death. You know, I see some of these huge generators at at uh, the medical facilities, the hospitals in particular. Uh, And I'm just wondering to myself, I wonder what that costs. (laughs) (laughs) 
they can be very expensive. And a medical facility is obviously is probably the peak of your right. what, where you need reliable power. And even those big generators you see aren't backing up the entire hospital or medical facility. It's just the critical loads within. So even they have gone through and done their due diligence. What do we absolutely have to keep running for life support or to maintain you know, enough lighting to move people around safely, our, our emergency systems? And they focus on that. Um, so, yes, those are very large investments, but there's a lot at stake there, too. Well, so, certainly, yeah. And, man, those are big. <laughs> uh, uh, you, they, I don't know what uh, if they're using diesel or gas for those or what they're using, but I, I do see rather large ones. Well, and that takes you to another um, aspect of how automated you want that process. In the case of a hospital, that's a very automated process. It's looking at utility power. It sees... Uh, Something's abnormal in that. It goes, uh-oh, we've got to do something different here. Starts up that generator. Once it's up to speed and it's synced up, um, it will transfer the load to it, and it'll just run until it sees, oh, utility power looks good again. Let's transfer back. There's really no human intervention, although there's probably alarms being put out so people can um, be aware that that's going on. On the little portable unit that you would buy at your home, that's a very manual process. I got to go get it out of the garage. I got to make sure there's fuel in it. I sure hope it starts. Um, I got to hook the cord up to it. I got to plug all this in and, and make it go. So there's more work involved with that. So that won't happen instantly. Although there are homes around town that have a setup very similar to a hospital where it's all automated. No, um, no worries. Just, it just happens. But you still have to maintain them. You still have to keep an eye to make sure they're going to run when they're called upon. One last chance to shout from the rooftops anything that you wish consumers would know before they um, jump into something like this. What, what's your, what is something you really want people to know? You know, there's a lot of stuff out there on, oh, hey, this is easy. Just go buy one, and here's how you do it. You can find stuff on, on social media that will tell you there's some ways that really aren't very safe. We really want you to do it safe. You know, not only sizing that generator correctly, but the cord that's connecting it. You know, when you run a, most people don't think when they buy an extension cord much more of how long do I need. But the thickness of that is very important, too. When you're running a power drill for, you know, 10 seconds, it can handle that. But if you're running a load for several hours or several days, that cord could heat up. That could cause a fire hazard. That could cause a risk. So every component of that really needs to be done with safety. There are some things that YouTube doesn't cover. <laughs> so um, how do they get a hold of you? If they want to talk about this or our, ask you questions. Our website's always a good option. Um, there's contact information there. There's some guidelines they can read through, some frequently asked questions, things like that. But if they want to dig deeper, they can um, contact our contact center, and they'll get a hold of the right resource within LAS to help them out. Good advice. As Very we, good as advice. As we go into, yeah, go www.las.com. Yeah. Doesn't get that much easy. simpler than that. Yeah. That easy. Coming up next, businesses opening, closing, and moving around. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it, make it. And if I have my way, I'm going to stay. Ever be it's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Thanks for joining us over your noon hour, or, or maybe you're listening to us with your earbuds. Maybe this is a podcast you're listening to. This is Robin Eshelman of Eshelman Commercial Real Estate here. And Dave Albers of the Albers Company. And this segment is possible today because of 
Realtors Association of Lincoln, Sarder Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. Blue Stem Montessori School is making a move. They are going to move into some education space that was vacated at St. Matthew's Episcopal Church. Um, you know, I knew there was like this... I, I knew there was a couple Episcopal churches in Lincoln. I actually had to look at a map to figure out where this is at. 2325 South 24th Street. It's near Sheridan Boulevard. Yeah, it's, in that, it's, it's in that country club area. That, that general area there. Robin, uh, a lot of things happening at uh, Tabitha on uh, Randolph isn't there? Randolph Street, yeah, which is kind of the backyard of Broadcast House, um, we, right to the south of us. Tabitha's Grace Point Assisted Living and Memory Care Facility are undergoing a renovation. They are getting an updated and relocated fitness gym. I mean, that's kind of a lot of work to move gym equipment. Yeah. Um, and then they've got different they have kitchens on every floor and they have to redo all three kitchens so kind of a big renovation job what a project unfortunately robin we have a closing uh at piedmont which is sushi villa which was next to fish world and i'm sure uh well, I know a lot of people joked about it. A little that. bit of irony in that location, but um, Piedmont tends to fill up pretty fast. I have a feeling they'll have a tenant in there before too long. Once again, a project that uh, would probably not be uh, the way it is right now if it weren't for uh tax increment financing. That's one of Lincoln's best blight and tiff examples there, a very obvious one to the public. Um, down at... Williamsburg, new yoga studio coming in at 6,000 Village Drive. I believe this may be where Gary Michael's clothing used to be, kind of along South 40th Street there. That's that's my assumption. On your uh, path uh, to Hy-Vee. Um, and Gary Michael's, by the way, they're still around. They're over, they moved over to Village Gardens yep. at 56th and Yankee Hill Road. Uh, 56th and sure. Pine Lake. Pine Lake Pine, Road, yeah. yes. My By the Pine way, and my Yankee. $125,000 for a building permit for the yoga studio. For a yoga studio. studio. Yeah, yeah, you you got to have a lot of serious meditation going on in order to pay for that remodeling. Hey, Robin, you've got some stuff over in the Trade Center to, to talk about here. A couple news bits for the women listeners that we have down at Trade Center. Trade Center is the um, complex of buildings by raising canes down at 56th and Old Cheney Road to the south there. Um, all about Mama, gently loved maternity and nursing clothing has opened at the Trade Center. A portion of their sales is donated to postpartum.net Nebraska chapter. So a little bit of philanthropy going on there. And then... Picnic Hill has also moved in, I think, right next door to them or very, very close to them. That has crafts and projects, which includes classes using your Cricut computer-controlled cutting machines. This is people that are into home crafting. There's a lot of people that do that. I, I, I was surprised at the number. Uh, Were you? Yeah. I just oh, I, I was surprised. Uh, 1525 uh, Memorial Drive, there's going to That be is at that, Antelope Park. Yeah, and 
there. Which is on Capitol Parkway, right? So, yeah, at New Greenhouse for Lincoln Parks and Recreation Public Gardens Division, $400,000. Yeah. So, interesting. You know, I was driving South Street, which is the very far south end of Antelope Park. And they're building those new townhomes there along South Street. The, yes. the lookout over. Those are nice townhomes, by the way. Really nice project. Yeah, that's and a nice And it's project. been going on for a long time, but it looks like they're almost done now. Yeah, they, they, I still see that there are a couple of them uh, for sale, and it looks like they have uh, some more of them started. But they, they look out to the, like the back of them looks out to. Chet Agar Golf Course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, nice, uh, nice, nice project. Nice project there. Uh, Robin, uh, we mentioned this on the other segment that we're on with uh, uh, with Jack on Thursday mornings. Uh, Dairy Queen uh, out by uh, 84th and O Street and Sam's Club. They're going to have a neighbor. Taco Inn is going into that location. That is About, the that is the Dave Albers zone of work. Yeah, and uh, food consumption. Yes. So this is your this lunch is, your lunch um, stop area because your office building is nearby. Correct. So this makes me this makes me happy because to have a Taco Inn. Now I'm now I'm going to have another fast food option. Uh, $600,000 building permit, Robin. Yeah, yeah. So between Dairy Queen and Sam's. Um, Sid Dillon currently sells Buick, Hyundai, and Nissan vehicles at 27th and Kendra Lane. They are doing that project that you see at 40th and Yankee Hill by the old clubhouse of a golf course that used to be there. And this would be like across the street from Target. Correct. It, it would be on the northeast corner. Of 40th and Yankee Hill. 40th and Yankee Hill. And if you just go further east a little bit, you will see a significant apartment project yeah. uh, going on. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're headed east along um, Dramamine Hill Road, where <laughs> all the, those roundabouts are, those apartments are coming in. Those are pretty stunning. You know, they don't have, there's no trees because it's all, you know, dirt and construction and everything. I mean, you can like see every single apartment unit being constructed and those are nice looking. Yeah, that, well, that's a nice-looking facility. And it's they, a big facility. It is so big. It just stretches along Yankee Hill Road, you know, east of Target, headed towards 56th Street. It's a huge project. Uh, Robin, did we get a question about this, or did we just want to mention this to people about A question from a listener. I've, yeah. I missed putting the person's name that asked this, but they um, they messaged us in the Grow Lincoln Facebook page, and they were talking about the Southeast Walmart, um, south of Highway 2, so we're kind of back to Taco Inn territory here, um, only across on the south side of Highway 2, so right. where, the, where the gas station and the car wash and some other businesses are. They said, what is being built now at 84th and Amber Hill Road? You can see this if you're at the southeast corner of 84th and Highway 2. You see this new little building going up. That is simplicity residential real estate right that is going in there that's becoming real estate corner because uh simplicity is going in there and then nebraska realty is catty corner to them yes and we just closed on a building with a 
residential real estate company on Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah. 1867 Collective bought a building from us at about 72nd and O Street back uh, behind the, oh, the, sure. the um, Earl May. Yeah. So the residential realty company's hitting it out of the park. Yep. Thanks a lot for joining us on Grow Lincoln. We will be back next week. Mm-hmm.